This is 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio. Welcome to the Sundial Writer's Corner. I'm Dory Nutt, one of the program's producers, along with Brett Tannehill. Coming up later this week, we observe the anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge, the last major German offensive on the Western Front during World War II. Alex Moore brings history alive for us as he recounts the personal experiences of his friend, mentor, and political science professor, Dr. Donald Hayhurst. This past June, on the anniversary of D-Day, listeners to the Sundial Writers' Corner may recall my story about visiting Normandy with a 94-year-old World War II veteran. In that story, I recounted with pride the warm and appreciative reception my friend and Auburn mentor, Dr. Donald Hayhurst, received from people of all ages and nationalities as he toured the battlefields of France. In 1944, surviving Normandy was just the beginning of a long journey into war for many American soldiers. More times than not, those brave soldiers not killed or wounded were required to fight their way across Europe for another year until Germany was defeated. Don Hayhurst was one of those men. In addition to Normandy, Dr. Hayhurst received four more battle stars for his sacrifices in Northern Europe, the Ardennes, the Battle of the Bulge, and the Rhineland campaigns. In the summer of 2018, as we traveled around the battlefields and cemeteries of France, Dr. Hayhurst regaled our tour group with stories of his experiences in the war. As a 20-year-old tank recovery specialist, Hayhurst had been promoted to sergeant by the fall of 1944, and he led a unit responsible for pulling battle-damaged tanks off the line and refurbishing them for renewed battle or salvaging them for parts. Always near the front lines, Hayhurst commented that he knew he was close enough to the front when bullets began to whistle overhead. World War II historians know that throughout the war, the primary American battle tank, the Sherman M4, was outclassed by the larger and more powerful German Panzer and Tiger tanks. It was reported that the Sherman 75-millimeter cannon shells often bounced off the heavy armor of the German tanks while the high-velocity shells of the German 88s tore through the Shermans like jello. One can only imagine the human carnage Hayhurst tank recovery teams found inside those damaged American tanks. I never asked, and Hayhurst never said. At Normandy, one of our tours took us to the German cemetery at Omaha Beach, and our European tour guide told us the story of a famous German tank commander who was credited with destroying an estimated 20 American and British tanks before being killed himself. As I began escorting Dr. Hayhurst toward the cemetery, he stopped me at the entrance and said he would wait there for the tour group to return. It was a sobering reminder for me that there were some memories of war old soldiers never want to relive. Throughout our visit to Normandy, Dr. Hayhurst entertained our tour group with a variety of stories. Some of his stories were lighthearted and funny. Others were keenly insightful into the realities of young men at war. But one day, while on the tour bus, our guide handed Dr. Hayhurst the microphone, and he told us a story that silenced the entire bus. It was his story of the Battle of the Bulge. In response to the Allies' successful invasion of Normandy, the Germans' Ardennes offensive, the Battle of the Bulge, was Hitler's desperate attempt to counterattack Allied forces in France, Belgium, and Luxembourg in an effort to push them back, cut their forces in two, and possibly settle for peace. 
Hitler's timing was ideal, launching the attack on a bitter, cold, and snowy December day with overcast skies. Allied air power was grounded. The assault caught the Allies completely by surprise, and the American forces were pushed back, forming an inverted bulge in the Allied lines. Bending but not broken, the American forces were forced to retreat in haste with many units being wiped out, surrounded, or captured. The siege of Bastogne, as well as the massacre at Malbedy, became legendary in that bloody battle that resulted in over 89,000 American casualties. Hayhurst's unit had advanced as far as Luxembourg when the German counterattack began on December 16, 1944. The American lines were soon overrun and the army was in full retreat. Hayhurst received orders to join the retreat immediately. There was just one problem. Hayhurst's men and equipment were scattered all along the front recovering damaged tanks, and he had no way of communicating with them. On a bitter cold and snowy night, the 20-year-old sergeant set out alone in his jeep in search of his men. In unfamiliar territory, not knowing where or how far the enemy had advanced. Word quickly spread that German SS troops had machine-gunned 81 captured American POWs in a field near Malbedy, Belgium, and there were warnings that English-speaking German troops wearing American military police uniforms had infiltrated American lines and were causing chaos for retreating troops. Hayhurst's voice trembled with emotion as he told our tour group of the fear he felt that cold, dark night alone, in a foreign land, searching for his men, not knowing who or where the enemy was. But by morning, he had found them all, regrouped and organized a 100-vehicle convoy, leading it successfully back to the safety of the American lines. He didn't lose a single man or vehicle. He was only 20 years old. Never once did Hayhurst mention his World War II service to his Auburn political science students, not once. When asked why, his humble response was, I didn't want to get off subject. Such was his generation, certainly America's greatest generation. Alex Moore is a retired special agent with the U.S. State Department's Diplomatic Security Service. He spends his retirement working and relaxing outdoors along with writing. He has a novel out called Boundary Hunter. You can hear Alex's story of Dr. Hayhurst again or any of the past Sundial stories and poems by visiting WLRH.org and clicking on Sundial under the Programs tab. We'll be airing a new episode of Sundial every Monday morning at 9 here on 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio.